There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Sonic Microphone, on. Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC series Doctor Who. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode three of series 12. And I'm no name, and we're going to go to. <laughs> See, yeah, I sorry read, about that, Terry. You're I supposed read, to say I'm Terry there. Yeah, you got to put it in my script. <laughs> I'm just a, a, a reporter. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just reading off the teleprompter. So, uh, yeah, I'm Terry, and uh, we got some uh, news here to uh, talk about. So, Steve, what you got? All right. Ratings for episode three brought in a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.468 million viewers, making it the 60th rated cable show for the day. Uh, you, it's got competing with the playoffs in the National Football League. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, weren't we 70 or something last week or were we in the 50s? I forget. I think we were 50s. I mean, we didn't drop that much. Ah, uh, diddly squat. Um, all right, when are these playoffs going to be over? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, this, we got this Sunday, and then it'll be a couple weeks, and they play the first part of February for the Super Bowl. So, Kill me. Just yeah, kill just me. <laughs> two more Sundays, and... Stick me at tranquility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys, I have questions, so we need to jump into this. She's always got questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> She's got questions. She's got... No, wait. So uh, today we are discussing episode three, Orphan 55. And in that we have, having decided that everyone could do with a holiday... The doctor takes Graham, Yasmin, and Ryan to a luxury resort for a spot of rest and relaxation. However, they discover the place where they are having a break is hiding a number of deadly secrets. What ferocious monsters are there that are attacking Tranquility Spa? Okay, so right here, first question. <laughs> the doctor didn't exactly 
decide no. to take them. No, uh, that was yeah. Graham. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> BBC. <laughs> yeah, this came from the BBC. Somebody wasn't doing their job. But, yeah. okay, big question. Tranquility Spa. Was this supposed to be the same company that was um, that did the spa for Midnight? Mm. Like, I searched and I couldn't find it, but I felt like for some reason it was. And it could just be because the semi-similar kind of scenario. Or maybe it was just the voice for the computer that just made right. me think that it was the same person <laughs> or the same yeah. company. Ideas, guys? Could be. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, it's worth a shot. You know what right. made me? You know what this first made me think of before I saw the episode, and in the first, I don't know, first ten minutes ish of the episode, I thought, I thought back to Classic Who, and I think it was the Sixth Doctor, Colin Baker, and the episode was uh, Paradise Towers. And well, a multi-part story because they did multi-parts, and that was right. him. Um, he and um, uh, Bonnie Langford's character—I can't think of him. She was the one always getting him to drink carrot juice. <laughs> and uh, real thin, little red, curly redheaded gal. And they went to this place that was supposed to be—I don't know if they would call it a spa, but at least some kind of vacation hotel or whatever that was called Paradise Towers. And it wasn't exactly, it towered, but it wasn't exactly Paradise. So that's what it first made me think of. And as we get into the discussion, I'll tell you what it ended up making me think of. Right, yeah. Because I think Steve at least thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then let's... And it won't make Sean happy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, no, all right. <laughs> well, I'll save up the anger. All right, anger. let's jump in. Uh, Graham has figured out that the coffee shop upstairs, downstairs, wherever it is, has, <laughs> if you save up your loyalty coupons, you can win an all-inclusive vacation for four. So guess what he's been doing? Great. But he, the doctor, Ryan, and Yaz are suddenly transported out of the TARDIS to a too-good-to-be-true spa called Tranquility. I'm sorry, not just too-good-to-be-true. Because all-inclusive and super awesome-looking, I feel like, oh, yeah, too good to be true is an understatement for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what got me was, if he's saving up the coupons, how would he know to stack them up like a box? I thought that was weird, too. Yeah. Yeah. And where did they come from? They sure didn't come from Earth now. I thought so he was he talking coffee? about some coffee shop in the TARDIS when he's like upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> no. I can't quite tell. That's why I'm like, you got a barista oh, is that, on is there? That, is that to go with those biscuits she gets out of the uh, console, a coffee right. shop now? <laughs> you know, I'll have a biscuit and a cuppa. <laughs> you never know. I mean, maybe she's got, you know, she's a barista hired and, you know, he's on whatever level. I thought he meant like a local coffee shop in town, so... Yeah, well, that no, definitely it, I mean, wouldn't make sense. No. Oh, <laughs> but again, why would you, you know, like if they're uh, loyalty coupons, I mean, for fun, I might stack them up like an A, you know, just to goof. But he seemed to know to go ahead and start putting them into a box shape. Right. And instantly Doc is like, don't do that because it's uh, <laughs> crap. Right. <laughs> it's like I gotta get my speedos. <laughs> uh, yeah, that 
That was kind of scaring me for a moment. It's like, no. Right. He says, no, I've got them on. (laughs) God, I don't want to see this. Yeah, I'm like, please don't. Doctor Who version. (laughs) Well, Doctor Who has scared us a few different ways. So Graham and his Speedo is just something new. But anyway, Tranquility lives up to its name for about zero minutes. After being greeted by a very sweet, affable alien named Hyphen 3, which confused me. It's like, wait, Hyphen? What? Like, the way she spells it later, it's a little confusing. But guess what? Everybody's going to split up and explore because that's what we do. I like how the doc goes, I'll look over here by myself. Right? (laughs) I think Graham's was probably the funniest, so I'm going to go sit over there for three hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that is my kind of guy right there. There you go. Thankfully, he's not like, where's the pool? I got my Speedos. Yaz goes off to look for the pool where she meets vacationing seniors Vilma played by Julia Elizabeth Vogel and Benny Carl Farrell. I feel like Vilma looked a whole lot like an older version of Sarah Jane. I didn't know if anybody else felt that. No, but that... Because for a moment, I'm like, wait, are they going to try to play that off and like use that? But that did not happen. I don't think they would ever do that because she's such a beloved character. If they did that, they would do like flashback clips or something. Oh, okay. I don't think they would have somebody playing an older um, Sarah Jane. Well, Ryan decides he's got the munchies and he's going to go hit the vending machine (laughs) and manages to contract a machine-to-human virus, which I love it because it happens and Doc's like, oh, wait. I know how to do this. I've been trained. Yeah. And she gets the virus out of him, but he's like, but how? I'm not a computer. And she's like, oh, yeah, this doesn't matter. And, and what a, he was so upset. Yeah. And what a waste of potato chips. Right? Just right. them out on the floor. It's like, <laughs> it was so strange. And then she, kept say, then she said to him, Keep sucking on your thumb till the hallucinations were off, and just remember they're fake bats. I know. I yeah. start cracking up because I'm like, "What?" And then you just see him start like swinging at the bats yeah. that are like flying around his head. <laughs> that was great. Poor Ryan. He he just gets the short end of the stick oh so often. Oh no. Well, as he's recuperating, he looks over and sees oh, there's another girl sucking her thumb. Let's chat her up, because I do hope she's also recovering from the virus and not just sitting here doing some weird soothing thing, and I'm going to look like an idiot. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, he still looked like an idiot. (laughs) But things go from bad to worse as alarm bells start to sound for a drill. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Until they notice this can't be a drill because that guy's got a gun. That's a good sign. Yeah. That it's bad, I should say. <laughs> it's a good sign it's bad. That's what I mean. <laughs> well, the doctor just happens to run into hyphen three and tells her, yes, 
I am definitely going to be in charge here because I am the head of and starts rolling out with I don't know how many different things and showing her psychic paper badge and I love it hyphen three just no 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 oh yeah it's like okay so did it not look like that she's like that's not what it says I'm assuming that's how it went down yeah because it was just kind of amusing and uh, hey, where are we? We're going into. And were they trying to? Were they trying to make her look like Barf from Spaceballs? Oh my God! I thought I was <laughs> the only one. Was that his wife? She's a mod. <laughs> I was thinking that, and like maybe this is like an old throwback character. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite thinking. Oh, we're gonna throw back to Spaceballs, but okay. Right. Hell of a lot better than cats. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where, where was I? Oh my gosh, I'm getting so <laughs> flustered because some of this was weird, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm rolling with it." Though, uh, the linen cupboard—that's right. Why does a linen cupboard have so much security around it? That doesn't make any sense. Because some things are not as they seem. It is, in fact, the security central. So they go in, and who do they meet? Karen, the owner of Tranquility, where when we seen her a few moments earlier, I thought she was maybe just the head of security, but apparently, no. So, are these the only three people who work there? Seemed like it. Did. Yeah, there's a few more, but not many. Yeah. Well, well they only had, what was it, a total of... Uh... What was it? They said the the original number of visitors there was a twenty nine or nineteen, I think was I think it was twenty nine. It was only in the twenties, right? So that was the total number of guests. So oh, I guess you I could didn't catch that. that. Yeah, I guess you could. Ha- that was like a while before they started counting the number of guests down. Oh, right. <laughs> but when they first looked at it, I think it was twenty something. So it wasn't like a hundreds of people they had to take care of. So I guess they could get away with small crew. Yeah. Yeah. Two guards, two maintenance, and some cooks. But uh, we'll get there eventually, maybe. And Barf's wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the doctor quickly deduces that tranquility is definitely not what it seems. It is an off-world vacation spot. An illusion within a climate-controlled dome. Very much how I felt with Midnight, because they couldn't look past the dome. But I digress. (laughs) The truth of their environment is that this wonderful, beautiful place was built on an orphan planet. Orphan 55, to be exact, which is uninhabitable due to nuclear fallout. Now, we hadn't gotten very far at this point other than the doctor basically losing her mind. Mm-hmm. But who thought it was going to end up where it did? Not me. Really? No, not even close. <laughs> really? No. I honestly thought that, like, right away when they said it, I'm like, oh, is this going to be, well, like we said, what it ends up. Right. Before what happens with Eccleston. Like when you go back, when he takes Rose to see the end of it. 
Oh, Ooh, okay. Ooh, I like that. That's yeah. where I was thinking it was running. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, are we going to kind of tie it all back? And they didn't exactly tie it back, but I kind of thought she was going to say something later. Yeah, that would have been a nice throwback. I like that. I didn't even thought of that, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, we also find out that there seems to be a native species there called the drugs. Okay, time machine throwback, anyone? they have breached the dome security and oh crap they've begun devouring some of the guests this has gone from bad to worst I thought I had a bad vacation experience you know (laughs) alright Steve do we break the news tour now or not oh what go ahead you want me to do it yeah this uh, this reminded me of the uh, the two season um, what they call it, event series. I hate that yeah. <laughs> the two season miniseries on Fox called Wayward Pines. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's I, exactly. I didn't even like think that Wayward Pines, but now like seeing now it, it and then nothing. yeah, it does. Yeah, because like I said, the opening, I was like, well, this might be like a Paradise Towers type thing. And then as they got into it, I was like, no, this is not it. It's Wayward Pines. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Uh, The show that I hated to love and love to hate. Yep. Yeah. In no time, the residents' numbers at the spa are diminished to those previously named security guy Vorm, maintenance dude Nevi and his son, Silas, who we know is on his dark materials. Yes. It was so weird because I just started watching that show. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same kid. Yeah. They really do only have like 13 actors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing them made me want to dye my hair green. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor gathers everyone in the linen cupboard until she can restore security and expel the dregs. But once the threat has passed, they discover that Benny has somehow gone outside the dome. I, these old guys. I Alzheimer much? Yeah. Mm. I love it because they're like, there's no way possible. There's no oxygen. It's like, no, he's got his own oxygen. It's like, right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> And for some unknown reason, literally everyone piles into this little truck to drive deep into drag territory in pursuit of the clearly doomed Benny. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. The vehicle kind of reminded me of uh, the one in um, the TV version of Logan's Run. Right. Not quite the same. I mean, it was a little different, but yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, and while we're in the truck, we find out that Kane's plan was to finance terraforming the planet with her spa. This is a real estate speculation, which the doctor gets very judgy about. Yeah, you (laughs) plan on making millions of dollars by destroying an entire group of, well, aliens, in her opinion at this point. She's like, hmm, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, right. I'm and sure of course, this will work out great. Going on and on about her Benny, and Benny calls 
out from outside that he wants to marry Velma. Oh. Which for a second it's like, oh, that's sweet. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and that he also wants to be shot because he's being maimed. Yeah. And that's going to mess up your vacation. It's going to mess yeah, up the just, honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Benny and the Drakes. I thought it was a little crappy, too, because before that happened, when they were talking to uh, Karen, and she's like, oh, we're turning around. We're not going after that signal. And Vilma just, like, throws her necklace. She's like, it's worth fortune. Now go after him. And when she picked it up, she's like, okay. I'm like, oh, my God. I wanted to smack her. I was like, yeah. I honestly thought Yaz was going to get up and deck her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, of course, the truck gets disabled by a dreg trap. Oh, great. You have no oxygen and you all got to get back inside the complex. This isn't going to go well. No, no. And the trap, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is there barbed wire? Does every planet have barbed barbed wire? wire? (laughs) I'm thinking not. Yeah. In the ensuing race against dropping oxygen levels on their portable canisters and a swarm of violent drags who were awesome looking. Yeah, love it. The dwindling group of survivors only want to make it back to the hotel and somehow to safety away from tranquility. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone except Bella, as it turns out. She's the one who brought the virus and many bombs because Kane is her mother. <sighs> so absent that she hasn't even recognized her estranged daughter. Now that Uh-oh. was a surprise for me. Yeah, didn't expect that. And Bella's attitude thought, was even more of a surprise as it progressed. I right. thought it was, I thought she was going to end up being like an environmental protester or something. And, uh, you know, didn't heard about what uh, was going on here and she wanted to protest it or something, you know, or uh, human rights and they equal alien rights and all this. I thought she was going to do that. That whole mother daughter thing just I was floored by that. I was like, wow. Right. Yep. And Bella wants to burn the whole resort to the ground to punish her mother for missing her birthday parties. Now, can you say tantrum? Yeah. So, can you say that first scene that we saw her, she didn't have the hopper virus? She She was was just sucking her thumb? Oh. (laughs) I didn't get my birthday party. I was, okay, seriously, I was really disappointed in that character because as it progressed, and and she starts getting super pissed at um, Ryan... It's yeah. like, I'll take you out, too. And it's like, so basically, you're ticked. Mommy wasn't around. And you're like, now I've become a terrorist. And I'm going to kill a whole hell of a lot of people. Stupid is. Yep. Stupid does, sir. Uh, okay. I feel like Ryan should have been like, you know what? My dad wasn't around either. You don't see me killing people. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> just got a little angry here. He was here. just Sorry. too googly-eyed over her. Yeah. I think he does mention, and it's it's kind of a throwaway line about his father not being there or not around anymore, something to that effect. Right. I mean, not 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 being there, just he wasn't around now because he was gone. I think he mentioned it, but it was, 
he wasn't trying to counter a point she was making. He just kind of was sharing it. But uh, that would have been good for him to say that to her. Exactly, because somebody yeah. needed a wake-up call. And that yeah. could have been a nice thing where he could have said something nice to Graham about, or something nice about Graham, even though Graham wasn't there. Like, you know, <clears throat> I really rejected this guy because he wasn't my real father. But, you know, family is what you make it and something like that. And uh, Or, okay, that you're been... mad at your mom. You're going to kill my family? Yeah. Like, yeah, any of what's that. Up with that. Yep. Because he even says to her, this is, I don't think he says family. He said, these are my friends. He might have said, this is my family. Uh, when he first hears about her bombing plot. Yeah. You know, so, but that would have been good if he could have said that to her, you know, yeah, well, my dad's been gone. What's up with that? Yeah, no, I loved the look Yaz gave him as he was sitting oh. back there <laughs> flirting with Bella. And it's like, you wanted my sister's phone number? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell no. But she wasn't giving him the phone number. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Not like yeah. Him, him and her sister are dating. Right. Now, I did read a couple places where they some people are thinking that that was more of a Yaz and Ryan connection going on there. And I was going, nah, I'm not seeing that. No. I'm not seeing it either. I just think she was poking him, making fun of him. Right. Uh, like, oh, look at you trying to be Mr. Joe Slick over here. Yeah. There's you know? no way I'm going to let you near my sister. <laughs> yeah. What, is, what exactly is that you want, Ryan? <laughs> and I love the look that Ryan gives when the doctor sits between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, come on, doctor, you're, break, you're breaking my mojo <laughs> that I don't really have in the first place. <laughs> I was like, that was cool. Ah. <sighs> And the doctor totally oblivious, of course, of what he's trying to do. So, oh, you're putting a fancy on, huh? So uh, we continue here that another revelation as they navigate some underground tunnels to escape to get back to the hotel. They're on Earth. Holy mackerel. Oh. Yeah, all you did was like do a, like a Disney ride, you know, um, Whatever that was, they used to have uh, Escape to Mars or whatever the heck that ride was. Um, yeah, they're still on Earth. And like, nah, that can't be. No, nah, wait a minute. And they're seeing all these different signs. Like they see one sign in the tunnel that's written in uh, Russian. Um, then they saw something that they were using. It had a tag on the bottom said Made in China and all that stuff. So, yeah, the, the, the signs were coming. So a postal op... Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> a post-apocalyptic future Earth that succumbed to climate change-triggered nuclear war. Oh, that would never happen to us. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, how'd they find this out? By seeing a sign in Russian, of course. And uh, it turns out they're running through the abandoned Siberian subway system. Well, Siberia used to be damn cold. Right. Part, and it still is. But, you know, it's like, but look how desolate it is now. Right. And nobody is walking around bundled up. No. So, and then the doctor, uh, and then by the doctor confirming the facts, by reading the mind of a Drake, I was like, is this Vulcan mind meld? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, reading the mind of a Drake by touching its temple. 
Interesting. Is this a? Uh, is this a? Yeah, chip? she's she's been doing a lot of head touching this season yeah. so far already. Now, yeah. with her, well, I can't say with her vision, but like what we're seeing, like the little bits. Yeah. I thought since it created oxygen. And it's taking in the carbon dioxide. Again, it's going back to the episode with Eccleston with the um, the trees that had evolved into, like, semi-people. Right. I thought oh, this yeah. was somewhere in between. <laughs> I thought they were, yep. like, really angry trees right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, somehow they're going to evolve into the other thing. And, and I was really shocked, though, with the ultimate, like, reveal here. Yeah, this that we were on Earth. Yeah, uh, that yeah. I did not expect that. Right, and how that Dreg was able to remember all that past enough to verify for the doctor that that actually happened. Well, nothing's going to live for a couple of centuries after a post-apocalyptic war. So, so I think they make a mention about uh, mutations and. Oh, same yeah, thing, they do. Same thing like they did in um, Wayward Pines that, you know, humans mutated, you know, over time. So um, I thought it was some kind of either what was passed down or some kind of video records. Like they watched it and it's just kind of like burned in their memories forever. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's possible. Still, yeah, that could happen too. Why not? But yeah, the fact that she could draw on that, you know, I think there's an opportunity for a later episode, whether it's this season or not, that, um, you know, uh, trying to go through those memories and maybe trying to help or something. Because I thought at one point when she was talking to him, she was going to try to, uh, I don't know what solution could be found, but like the doctor always does, try to find some sort of a solution to whatever. Um, So really, instead of going to another planet, they time-traveled. Oh, that happens on Doctor Who? Wow. Yeah, imagine that. Oh, can't imagine. That's just, oh, my mind is blown. (laughs) So so because the Doctor could do that, it turns out that the dregs are mutated human survivors of the apocalypse. Well, at least they don't have to buy pants and shirts. (laughs) They're saving on money. Okay. But and boy, do they need some dental work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. What was that one had purple gums? Yep. Oh, I don't think that's good. Um, so by the time they make it back to the hotel, pretty much all of the guest characters are dead. <laughs> Imagine that. Because yeah, they're looking on the screen. We have X number. Oh, no, 21 now. No, now we're down to 19. <laughs> one by one. Uh, so the doctor helps the genius boy Silas. I love this kid. I thought he was great. Uh, repair the teleport, which allows him and his dad to get away and the doctor and fam to get away. And then it turns out that Bella and Kane stay behind to heal their mother-daughter rift by trying to defeat the dregs. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, we're going to die together. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. You ignored Mother me. Mother and daughter time. Yeah, that was my one com- one biggest complaint. Is like it, you had three different times where people were giving their life for the group. Right. That seemed to be a little bit overboard. I thought. <laughs> so uh, back on the TARDIS, 
the doctor uh, lets the fam know that Earth's future isn't written in stone. I was thinking of Doc Brown at that point. Right. Oh, your future's not written yet. So, uh, and that they're capable of keeping that future from happening. And I love the look on all three of their faces. Like, wow, that really stinks. Yeah. I mean, you could just see the sadness on their face. Like, wow, that's our future. And the thing is, they didn't tell you how far into the future they were. No. So. Now, the doctor, it, I will tell you, on some of the different Facebook pages, people were just pissed that the doctor had that, that whole speech. I love that speech. I liked it. You know. Yeah. When she's like, this is just one of the futures, but people have sure. to stand up. People have to, you know, do something. What some of the people had a problem with was that she was only telling it to Graham, Ryan, and Yaz. But when I was thinking about it, I'm like, those other people are not from, I'm going to say Earth now, where her people are. So yeah. what good would it do to tell those other people, hey, don't screw up the environment? Yes, the scientists right. are talking yeah, about that it. Do, that doesn't do them any good. Right. 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 Which, I, when I was reading it, I'm like, why are you mad that she's trying to basically tell people this is what needs to happen? And a lot of the complaints stemmed from, oh, Doctor Who is never this political. It's like, uh. Yeah, right. No. And well, people I, who were executed said, oh, before it was more subtle. Well, you know what? I, subtle wasn't working, apparently. Not last season it wasn't. That was one of the biggest complaints was that it was too trying to push progressive ideas and trying to be too PC and trying to push um, women's issues and stuff like that. So I didn't. So maybe that's the basis why when she gives a speech, basically, hey, this is something that we're involved in and we should do something about that automatically triggered people like, oh, here she goes again. Right. And I really didn't see it that way because I, I kind of understood a lot of the complaints about last season because uh, I did think that they took it too far in that direction. But I didn't see this as that. But I can understand, at least to a point, the sensitivity because of last season of her giving a speech like this where she didn't have that in the two-part premiere. Right. But, yeah, I could have, you know, I could hear that same speech coming out of Tennant or Matt Smith or sure. Capaldi. Sure. Any of the doctors w would say exactly the same thing. And Capaldi gave that powerful speech. Right. When he had Kate and the um, Zygon Clara uh, at the, with the two boxes, he gave this enormous, powerful speech. Imagine if they were pushing certain issues during his run, and then here comes that episode and he gives that big speech against war people would be flipping out right you know but um this is the same kind of an idea yep you know it's just adding the element of climate change and that fueled this whole thing you know that's the only difference uh, but you're still talking about war yep and like I said, Siberia is a damn cold place and look how the planet looked now uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's not too cool Oh, Look like I, the Sahara. I, yeah. But yeah. I thought it was weird. I'm like, wait, there's a random tree there, you know, when they show the outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was but, it real? Oh, interesting. But yeah, mm -hmm. I thought 
it was a really good speech from the doctor. And yes, it's not necessarily aimed for those three people. It is aimed for everybody watching. And yes, the children in the audience. I still think it's important. Yeah. And she could tell those her her fam, uh, you know, that stuff, because she can take them back to their time and they can affect the future from their time, you know, whenever they get back, you know, but telling those people, like you said, now is like, well, it's, you know, you're already screwed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, hey, here's what you should have done. Oh, thanks. And then and the only thing that I thought was kind of odd was the mom at one point saying that she was going to, like, get this up and running and get it and then give it to her daughter. You know, like, you know, a, a child that you've kind of abandoned, you give them money or something to try to make amends. Right. Or buy them a car or if you have that kind of money, you know, whatever. And, and that was the only thing that kind of was like, you don't get it, mom, do you? No, she <laughs> never got it. Yeah. No. So when they finally get together, it's like, hi, we're going to die together. Great. What a reunion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that was kind of a weird moment, but. I haven't had a birthday party in almost 20 years. You don't see me wanting to go, like, blow buildings up and stuff. You know, I go out and buy my own, like, cookies and stuff, and I'm happy. That's because yeah. you're a grown up. <laughs> Obviously, um, Bella, not so much. Define grown up. <laughs> What do you mean by grown up? Yeah, taking enough responsibility <laughs> to have your own snacks. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, well, we're hoping to hear from you guys and what you thought on this episode. And Wait, we're done already? We Holy are. Crap. It's crazy. I know. The last Holy one moly. went so long. Wow. Uh, so shoot us an email at either poddoctors at gmail.com or you can send it Love to... I'm sorry? The Pod Doctors. The Pod Doctors? Yeah. Oh. See, I asked, and I still didn't write I it said right. The Pod Doctors. Well, that's what happens. The Pod Doctors at gmail.com or contact us at fangirlzone.com. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends they should be watching Doctor Who. Everybody knows what episode got you hooked, so you need to get your friends hooked. Come on. And we, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this episode of The Pod Doctors, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Terry, and I'm hoping that tranquility will be something I like again. And I'm Steve. It ain't the aliens that are going to kill me. It's worrying about you. And until next time.